Members of our Car Flipping Forum may have read Sam Koinoski's Formula for Success. When I saw it, I knew I wanted all of us to get to know Sam better. Sam Koinoski is a true car flipper from the state of Michigan by way of his home country, Poland. I think we are all going to learn today. If you buy and sell vehicles for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. Our number one goal is to help our listeners make more money. Every episode, we share information, ideas, and experiences of real-life car flippers. I'm Randy Lee. I'm the host of Flipping Genius. I've flipped cars most of my life. For over a dozen years now, I've been a licensed dealer. I am working to build the best podcast about successfully flipping cars for a consistent profit. Let's get to it, flippers. Hey, everybody. uh, Welcome to the Flipping Genius Podcast. Uh, We've got a special guest, Sam Koinoski from Michigan, right? Yes. By by way of Poland. uh, By way of Poland. Where are you at up in, in Michigan? I am uh, about a one hour north of Detroit in a, a town called Oxford, Michigan. So okay. beautiful little town, lots of lakes, and I'm looking outside and it's nice and snowy and awesome. Yeah, I know there's a lot of snow up north. I, I'm down in Alabama, so when we get snow, we all have to run outside and take pictures of our house because it only happens once a year. Um, we already had it <laughs> this year. I already got my pictures, uh, <laughs> but it, it doesn't it's so. Much. Yeah, so it's uh, we, I have Christmas lights on the house, and I turned them off about a month ago. And yesterday, when it snowed a lot, I decided to turn, turn, turn it back on and take some Christmas photos of my house <laughs> with the snow because it was just perfect scenery. So that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I love Christmas. When I extend it a little bit, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, I've uh, I do uh, I'm from originally from Toledo, Ohio, and uh, so I, my family's up there. Some of it. And I get up there and I've got a couple guys I do a Bible study with in Michigan. Uh, we do it. We do it via Zoom and one's up in the Upper Peninsula and the other one's probably not too far from you. And uh, yeah, we I know I know it gets cold up there and lots of snow and we complain when it gets in the 30s here. You know, it's, it's freezing. <laughs> I've been down. I've been down. Like I've been in the south a long time. Um, well, Sam is a car flipper and I and I and I'm excited to have you on because I. Uh, I'm sure my audience is getting tired of listening to Randy Lee stories. Uh, we just did a hundred uh, episode 106 and 107. We recorded this week. Uh, it was a two part issue, um, and uh, I try to get guests on. And we've had some great guests, some some folks from the car business, uh, some folks. I've had other flippers on like you, but uh, it. I wish I had more because that's that's really what the what the podcast and and the 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 car flipping forum is about is is talking about buying and selling cars for a considerable profit and one of the things i I loved about what you shared with us on the forum sam was the ethics and common sense that you expressed which you said it's just common sense but believe me i've been doing this for long enough to know that that's fairly uncommon um so that's that's why i was hoping to, to to talk to you about so sam's from oxford michigan uh and uh, you said you're you're kind of a, a car enthusiast right too you like cars i am ever since i was a young boy i mean i love cars so they just i i don't think i'm ever gonna grow this stage even now i'm 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I love it. So, but see, I, I think that's a huge uh, plus. Now, it, you've listened to the podcast some, so you know that I am not a I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a car guy, frankly. Um, I'm a deal guy, and I got into the car business. I don't know if I've really talked about it too much, but I kind of got into it by accident. And uh, I I enjoy the business side of it. I enjoy being able to create transportation uh, for for people at a reasonable price and making a couple bucks on it. And that's what what we do at my company, Middleman Enterprises here in in, in Alabama. Um, now, what what, uh, what do you like about about flipping cars? The profit. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think beyond that, I just love the thrill of of of, of uh, finding a deal, uh, securing a deal. I I mean, it, it's one thing to it, there's a um, it's one thing to go from um, finding a car on on eBay or or Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace anywhere to actually having that car title in your name. There's a huge, there's so much that has to happen between this point and this point, mm -hmm. and you sometimes you have like five minutes of of, of working time before before the next guy shows up. <laughs> and so once you know i'll see i'll scroll through so many pages of cars and, and you know like you know i i try all these different different ways to to be the guys to the punch but you know when i do and i have the title in my hand i'm like it's mine so now it's like so now this project mode kicks in it's like okay i spend this much money on this car now i know i can sell this car for this much money so let's say i buy the car for just gonna throw a number out there, five thousand dollars, and I sell it for ten thousand dollars. I have five thousand dollars, so within that five thousand, I I can play with five thousand dollars. But obviously, if I spend all five, I I don't make any profit, so it's it's not worth it. So I try to you know just just gonna make a game plan and what I'm gonna do, what this car needs, uh, what can I do to make it the most appealing car ever, and just go for it and just be as honest as thorough with my approach as possible, and mm -hmm. that's what I do. So. Yeah, and and, so, it's, yeah. and I and I know you 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 kind of uh, I think you kind of uh, underappreciate what you do is my my gut feeling. That's why I was looking forward to talking to you. One thing that you pointed out early, which is a big one. Now you like making the profits. You also said that that uh, you shared with us online that that you've got a pretty a pretty good track record for for your average profit. What what would you guess that that is has been over the years? <sighs> I so I have a Excel formula and I'm still working on it um, to 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 get my good average, and I think I I still told everyone online that's about four thousand. It's I think it's closer to three mm -hmm. three thousand. Um, it's it's really hard to guess because I haven't been very meticulous with keeping track of my expenses mm -hmm. in the past, but now I'm trying to. But I would say it's somewhere between um, three thousand and I think I made as much as four four and a half thousand. Okay, that's and, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think you you said three to me, so that's that's pretty good. And and when you're buying the car, you threw five thousand out as an example. Um, is that a is that a a target that you shoot for? Or is what? Is no. It, okay. No, my target is no. I just do a random number out there. My target is between a thousand and two thousand dollars. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. I bought this last October. I bought a. Uh, a 20 so we're in 2021 last year we're in 2021 and i bought a 2014 so a six seven year old ford focus um with a, the, the lady just posted it on facebook marketplace for 1500 dollars. and within i swear within two minutes i was on that deal 
but <laughs> no more than five minutes. I texted. I was like, I'm coming. I'm, I'm ready to come. Even though I even did not know anything about the vehicle. All I knew is that they have, oh, she did post that it has transmission issues and it needs to be cleaned up. And I heard somewhere through the branches to the vine that, that these cars did have a transmission problem. So right away, I thought, you know what? These cars, they're, I know there was a warranty somewhere out there. There's a recall on these, and, and I know they do it. So I'm going to take my chance on it. So first thing I have to do is send an email saying I'm coming. And then while, when I'm waiting for a response, I went on, you know, and I Googled all, the, all those problems with that transmission, and I knew that it'll, it'll that these cars, you know, that affect the 2014, 2015 years. Mm -hmm. So meanwhile, she texts me back. She's like, yeah, I'm ready. Come on anytime. So I, I go and show up probably that evening. I show up and, um, you know, she wants $1,500 and the car was barely drivable. I mean, I took it on the block and it was just, it was just I mean, it was slipping really bad. Mm -hmm. And it was dirty inside. It was really dirty. Cigarette burns everywhere and it smelled horrible. Just, just the worst you could imagine. The car was never taken care of. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I, I plugged in my uh, the, the code reader. And I said, this car has so many codes, honestly. And I just started shaking my head, knowing, you know what? The most I can give you is a thousand. You know, even I knew that at fifteen hundred, I can make a deal. But I was like, you know what? A thousand dollars. She goes, fine, take it for a thousand. I was like, all right, sweet. So she gives me the title. I, you know, I, I she gives me a stack of papers, and I take it home. And and the next morning, I called the dealer. I'm like, you know what? I think your 2014s and 2015s are still covered on the recall. They're like, no, I think their 2014s just expired. I was like, well, can you run the VIN and tell me? He goes, all right, what's your VIN? I tell him, and he goes, actually, you still have about three months left on that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. I'm like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. He's like, well, uh, we're not open until, or whatever. He said two weeks from now. I was like, okay, fine. So uh, within those two weeks, the weather was still nice because it was October. I took, I went to a junkyard, and I found really nice set of seats, front seats for the car. Uh, because I was like, I'm not about to start, you know, cleaning those up. They're just way, they're too far gone. The back seats as well, they had like dog, dog uh, scratch marks on it and everything. I mean, the seats were like 20 bucks each or something like that. I'm stupid. Uh -huh. um, they had a couple dents in the front. So I took, uh, I thought about finding a bumper for it and a fender, but it would have just been too much money, like $500 for the bumper, $300 for a fender. So I said, you know what, how hard can it be to, to, to clean that up, to, to fix it? And I'm a painter by trade, but an interior painter, uh -huh. uh, like house painter. And I have a good paint shop here in town. And I know the guys and they hooked me up with, I took, I took the, I took the fender to them. They put it on a code machine. They gave me the exact color and I kind of banged it up, banged up the little dent on the side. And I, I bundled the, the, the thing on the bumper and just made it look better than it was. And. Um, cleaned it up, uh, clean, uh, painted it. It didn't come out perfect, but I wasn't expecting it to be perfect. It's, I mean, it's a Ford Focus. It's not like a Ferrari or something, so whatever. Right. right. Um, cleaned the interior of it out really, really good. I mean, obviously changed the seats. And then I used, I vacuumed it out and I, I used a uh, steam cleaner to clean, clean everything, all the cracks and crevices and a carpet cleaner and just uh, made it look perfect inside and then took it to the dealer and uh, drove it there. It almost it stalled on me twice on the road coming to the dealer. But when I made it there and they put it on the machine, they said, "Yeah, it's it's definitely the the transmission issue. We'll fix it for you for for free." Wow. There was a couple of other issues with it. There was a uh, uh, some kind of uh, computer or uh, airbag module to fix another seven hundred dollars. But I was like, you know what? A thousand dollars for the car. I have so I have so much room to wiggle. I, I'm gonna make it. You know, really really good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I didn't want the ABS uh, light on, so I had them fix it. 
I took it to a guy down the road that I know, a trusted guy. He replaced the CV joints for me mm-hmm. for the car. And at that point, the car was perfect. I mean, it was just like a brand new car off the factory. It smelled factory fresh. Isn't that something? How many miles were on, on the car? That's the beauty of it. It was 90-something, 90 92,000 miles, yeah. which is nothing. It really is nothing. So, I mean, the oh. moment I saw it, it said 92,000 miles, $1,500 for 2014. And, I mean, that's all you needed. That's all I needed to know. That's I didn't crazy. care about the transition at the point. What a great idea! The the uh, the recall uh, check that was just that was brilliant. That was a great call. Yeah, and I asked the lady when I when I went to buy it, and I asked her like, "Does the car?" And I knew at that point that the, the car most likely does have a recall. But I asked her I was like, "Does the car not have a recall?" She goes, "No, I tried, and they said I'm not uh, eligible." And I think, I think what she, I think she got confused because the lawsuit, the the class action lawsuit. Uh, expired, I think, two months before she got to it. So I think she was confusing ah. that with that. Okay. So she missed the class action lawsuit, and she thought that at that point she has no nothing else to, you know. And ah. All it needed was a simple phone call to the dealer. And <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna inject one one thing, a little plug for my website. Uh, I've I've talked about uh, in past about our our. Um, um, and hey, hate it when I can't think of words. Our resources page, if you go to flippinggenius.com, on the resources page, if you go down to, uh, and you click on, on the right button, you'll go down and you'll, you'll see we have access to a couple of sites where you can check recalls for free. Um, and and I, I think that this type of thing would show up, but now you were smart enough to realize a call to the dealer would, would fix it. But the, if you had the VIN number in advance, you might've been able to check it before you ever left. Um, and so that's and and as as a licensed dealer um, in the state of Alabama, I have to make uh, buyers aware of any open recalls. So it's something I I've gotten in the habit of checking, and it's free to check uh, with with either the apps that are on there. You can also check to see uh, the vehicle history to see if it's been stolen by how many previous owners that it's had. And those are both free free checks that are available on our website. Um, that was kind of plug myself a little bit uh man that's that's an exciting story so now you're have you already sold the car or are you, are you still working on that one no i sold it so um i sold it for sixty three hundred dollars beautiful beautiful i know and i i cannot kick myself in the butt because i could have sold it for seventy five hundred dollars <laughs> but i got too greedy and here's what happened when that um and i will never do this again and i i shouldn't have done it then but when she gave me the title, she didn't ask me to sign it over. So I thought, great, I'm going to skip title, which is illegal. I, I, I found that out you mm-hmm. know, the hard way, but it's illegal. So, so I thought, you know, I'm just going to pawn it off to the next buyer and then just have him sign it, you know, and I'll tell him that, you know, I'm. So my story was, yeah, I meant to register it, but we decided to change and get a new different car. So blah, 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 blah. So you can just sign it over. So I actually did use that story and the guy showed up and he, he was kind of not comfortable with it. But he was ready. I think I had the car for like 8300 at first. And he showed up. He's like, I got 7500 cash. And then I started telling him the whole story about the title. He goes, you know what? It, it looks shady. I'm going to walk away. Yeah. And at that point, I knew I lost the sale. And um, and I mean, all, I mean, on $1,000 with a sales tax of 7%, $70, I mean, come on. One trip to the DMV, it's 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 nothing. You know, I should have done it and, and be done with it. And it took me another month to sell it at 6300 mm-hmm. So whatever you live and learn and you know i mean that's yeah that's a, that's a great insight that you learned 
uh, that's a hard way to learn it where it's actually costing you money. But if you listen to episode, uh, uh, I think 50 and 51, I believe uh, I, I had the gentleman that's, that's the CEO of, of the uh, Alabama Independent Auto Dealers Association, which is a, I actually work part-time with those guys. And uh, Randy Jones is came on and talked to us about it. And I remember I, I led off the second episode with Randy by pointing out the fact that that you know that when you do a a title transfer without owning the title when you when you when you uh, do that that's actually a felony and uh, I thought that would scare everybody but uh, I can tell you this based on the number of listens of the podcast how it dipped people don't really care about the law they more more care about money but I I think what you're saying here is important that uh, doing it the right way is important long term and uh and and that was another reason you you had said that online and i and i i really appreciate that and i understand what you're doing and we've all we've all done i believe me i've i've uh i've done lots of things early on when i was just flipping cars before i got a dealer's license um i would do open titles and and i've i've been i've discouraged people from doing that and i think that's 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 exciting to me that you've done generally you've done your car flips where you transfer the title in your name and do it all legal and above board is that that's correct yeah I've, I've, when that person left uh, that day i said that's it i'm done with this and i went to the next day i made an appointment to we call it secretary of state here and uh i mean 70 dollars and i was like that's it that's that's i walked away from i passed on a 7500 dollars $7, because i was too cheap to spend 70 dollars how <laughs> stupid is that of me you know and so Whatever, it's it's done and over with, so never do that again. Um, I, and I understand how it would hurt if you're buying like a twenty thousand dollar car, you know, a ten thousand dollar car. You you know, it really eats into your profit at that point. Mm-hmm. But at thousand dollars, it's really it's not much. It's 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 laughable. And and you know, when you go there and they ask you how much you buy the car for, I I tell them the full price. I tell them a thousand bucks or however much it is because why cheat? I, mean, I don't know. It's just it's just something that you know I've learned. It's like what's the point of trying to cheat the system? Yeah, we all, you know, we hate paying taxes. Mm-hmm. But honestly, every time every time that I, I told them exactly what the price was, and I did it the full legal way, I had no problem selling the cars at the at what I was asking. And you can see it in my results, $3,000, $4,000 profit. And it means a lot to people that you're, you're being honest. And it's funny, uh, Sam, in Alabama, we have the lowest sales tax in the country for for a car only two percent state state oh my god at two it's two percent as a dealer i collect the tax and i do the title work and and it's it's funny because people will still say can can you write in a smaller tax and i'll say it's two percent and that and and when and when you lie on that it is a crime man I, i come on it's just not worth it and and i've never had anybody fight me over that when I when I've mentioned it, but yeah, two percent sales tax. I was just talking to Randy Jones, who I mentioned earlier, because they're they're constantly trying to raise that because we are the lowest, the second lowest state in the union. I think is Mississippi at five percent. So uh, Alabama is a great place to buy a used car. Um, it, it is it is <laughs> especially with with sales tax and no rust. So that's that's a that's a nice oh yeah. <laughs> what oh, yeah, you said no rust. What a great story, man! That was, that was a that was a sweet deal on a Ford. I mean, and I I was wondering how you're going to get out because I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, I've seen I've seen the the problems, but man, that's awesome with the 
with the uh, recall and the free fix. And I've, I've had a, a couple of those myself. That's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing when you. I, yeah. I had one college student that she was very excited about this car. And then she asked me, I don't know. She was asking more details. And I told them I just had a transmission fix. So I guess offline, she Googled the transmission problems because you know what? I decided to walk away from this car. I said, why? She goes, what has the transmission problem? I was like, well, it's all fixed. You're good for another 100,000 miles. And she was just at that point. She, I lost that one too. She just, no, I, I'm no longer interested. But it's, it's hard to convince people otherwise. It's like, look, the, the car is, you could drive it to the moon and back and it'll be fine now. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so you, you brought uh, another thing you had mentioned earlier and he, and he talked about it right there on that one. You made that car look as good as possible. I, it, I, I, I use two words. When I go see my mechanic, because um, I have my mechanic, Dennis Johnson, Johnson's auto repair here in town. Um, he doesn't pay me anything. I advertise it for him all the time, but he's a great guy. And I take the car down there and I, and I tell the guys, safe and sellable. That's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm looking for. What do we need to do to make this car safe and sellable? So I, I'm, I'm truly on the bottom uh, I've got a couple cars across the street. I know I did an episode one time talking about selling them dirty because uh, I'm so lazy. I don't even I didn't even vacuum them. Um, it, and I, I do a quick turnaround, get my money out of them. And, and uh, but that's that's an approach I take. It's probably not anything like what you would do, because uh, I, I can just no. tell you steam cleaned it and stuff. You're trying to get it, get that thing to look as good as good as possible. Um, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Is that what you always do? I, this is 100% what I always do. Always. I don't think I've ever sold a dirty car. I mean, last year I bought a Dutch Dakota 2006. No, two years ago. I sold 2006 Dutch Dakota. So that was what, 14 years old, 14 year old car uh, in Ohio. And it was a, it was dirty. And inside it was a landscaper's car. It was just, I mean, you could imagine it was just nasty. Inside. It was just <laughs> nasty gross. First thing I did is, is I put my hazmat suit on. <laughs> But when I uh, when I brought it home, I actually I was like, this carpet is too far gone. I, I can't work with this. So I, I actually took the seats out of it. I, I I put them in my basement and I shampooed them for like I probably spent like ten hours shampooing the seats. Mm -hmm. I took the carpet out. I bought a new carpet online, and by the time I was done with this car, you could literally eat off the floor, and I wouldn't even let you eat off the floor because you'd make it dirty. <laughs> but I mean, it was so clean. It was pristine. It was brand new. It smelled like a factory fresh car for two thousand. And so I posted really nice pictures on Craigslist or Facebook, wherever it was. Uh -huh. And uh, this lady showed up. The effect was the lady showed up. He, she hands me cash. She didn't even want to take it for drive. She goes, here you go. I'm like, well, do you want to take it for drive? She's like, no, no, no. It, it looks good. I'll take it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, it was unbelievable. It's, it's huge. It was like, it, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it was the easiest sale I ever made. You know, I mean, I, I bought it for fifteen hundred and sold it for thirty five. Uh huh. And, and mostly yeah. you just had labor into it. That's that not a lot of just labor. Yeah, just just the carpet. And I think, oh yeah, it did. Um, it had a uh, what is it called? Uh, front uh, uh, CV not CV joint. Uh, um, uh, ball bearings. The knock only needed to be changed. That took me quite some time. But I mean, the the, the mechanic started, wanted to charge me like eight hundred bucks, and I was like, "Nah, I'll do it myself." And it was it probably spent like four hours on my knees working on it. But that's mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's worth it. That's beneficial when you can do the work and you are not lazy like me, and you will do the work. Uh, to not only do that that mechanical work, but to make them look 
it's pristine like that. Um, no doubt. I, I, uh, I brought somebody in into detail, one of my cars the other day, and it did, it, it made such a difference on, on that one. I got one clean one over there right now and, and, uh, uh three dirty ones. I, I think I may, I may try to step my game up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I think that the word that comes to mind is integrity. I mean, if you want to make the car clean, I'll, I'll clean it. I'll go to town. I, I know I'm not going to get paid an extra dollar if I take the seats out and clean in the crevices. But for me, it's the satisfaction of knowing that the car is 100% clean. When, when you take the seat out and, and clean all the little stuff underneath, and mm-hmm. it just makes it look beautiful. And, and, and I mean, yeah, you go the extra mile. No one will ever see it except me. And it makes me happy that I'm selling a 100% clean car. Well, see, so. I think that's your Polish heritage right there. I, that, 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 I sounds, don't know, maybe. that sounds like my grandpa, you know, uh, and that's, that's good, good for you, man. That, that's awesome. Uh, I, I I try to step up my game on this side so I can represent better. Um, how how many cars would you say you flipped over the years? I am I am actually I was writing you know, in the middle of it on my Excel. I am on my 39th, 40th car in my 20 years of driving. 20. Wow. Since 1998. Hang on, 1998. So what is that? 22 years. I am on my 39th car, 40th car right now, and I think half of them are flipped. Man, oh, that cool. So you, you yeah. get, sometimes you drive them and keep them for a while and then, then flip them. Yeah. Sometimes I drive them and yeah, exactly. Just like that. Huh. So that's, that's pretty cool. And uh, I have uh yeah, I have an Excel sheet and I have uh-huh. bought uh, what month I bought it and where I bought it, where I uh, um, <laughs> purchased distance from home, uh, model year, make model uh-huh. bought for repairs down to it, sold for, Profit and loss sold, and when did I sell it? Um, then what kind of transmission it had, engine size, cylinders, and all that sort of. I'm I'm a data geek, so I like to see kind of oh, everything. And yeah, I actually do that too. That's beautiful. You've met that word loss in there. Um, how often do you profit loss? How much? How often do you come across one that you shouldn't have bought? I uh, I had one. I had one that I wish I didn't. And my wife keeps telling me, she's like, I told you not to buy that car. I told you not to buy it. And you bought it. And you should have listened to me. So it goes that one. It was a, yeah, it was a car out of Florida, but it was a car. So I kind of, after that, I've learned two rules after that car. So uh, those two rules are don't buy a car you want to flip. Okay. The car you want to flip, don't buy the car that you want. Uh-huh. Like for yourself. If you want to buy a car for yourself, because then you have an emotional attachment to it. Buy a car you really don't care, you absolutely don't care about. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that's, that's rule number one. And rule number two is do not buy a car um, if you don't hear it run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what I've been having to do lately because because of the uh, the, the prices at the dealer auctions and stuff are, are just crazy. So I've been buying them. Uh, I think you heard my podcast about, about the insurance auto auction. Uh, the first week I went there, I was able to buy cars. I went and spent some time looking at them. You know, I was able to listen to them run in person. The very next week, because of COVID-19, they, they closed it down and said, I can't see them in person anymore. Uh, and and they, they give you a 10-second clip of the, of the engine running. You can hear it run for 10 seconds. If you can tell something on a video about it uh i try but that is that is uh that is a real shot in the dark and i did i did buy a i bought i think three that way um and they 
I did okay. I, I got I got one that's a little weak, but we'll probably still make a couple hundred bucks off it. Uh, but yeah, that's that is a that's a good that's a real good rule to have. Uh, don't buy it unless you hear it run. Um, yeah, that one was so it was a Volvo V50. Yeah, V50 with a it was a T5 version, so like really whatever souped up and whatnot. I not souped up. It was just just a higher powerful engine. And I always wanted that one. I was like, you know what? I, and I found one in Florida and like they wanted like $2,000 for the car. And it said needs a head gasket and just kind of said they're abandoned. It had like 70,000 miles. And then I was like, this is all the numbers are perfect. Other than it doesn't run, needs a head gasket. I was like, well, it can't be that hard to do a head gasket. I contacted a local mechanic. He's like, yeah, I'll do it for you for like, I don't know, whatever. He said, thousand bucks or something. I said, all right. So I had the car shipped here, $700 to get it shipped all the way to Michigan. Mm-hmm. I get it up here and the guy starts taking it apart. He goes, oh, I'm like, what? Oh, he sends me a picture of the, the cylinder was completely rusted. So he goes, you need a new engine. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. And he says, that's an extra $2,000 plus the engine. You got to find the engine. I'm like, there's no way. This is crazy. And so, you know, what had happened was it had a coolant leak and it said, or it had a gasket leak and it said there with the inside the engine and at that point it just ate away at the walls and it was done it was done for so and and lucky unlucky for me i um it was right when i lost my job due to covid and i um so i had all this free time and you know to do this so i found a guy uh, not too far from me here who was selling the engine uh-huh. for the car and i started putting it in and uh, i mean literally it took me all of march april may june july to get this engine in there and this car just fought me tooth and nail it just did not want to be on the road huh. i mean i put first the engine and then the head gasket i mean replace that the heads on it then something else broke down then i had to do that it just it just fought me for so long and once i had the engine up i'm, I'm lowering it down and uh, the jack slipped and it hit the uh, oil pan and the oil just brand new oil just spilled all over the ground oh man uh, so got that taken care of i take it on the road and um the clutch went out i think something got got wet in there and the clutch completely just burst open like two miles into the drive so towed the car back home put it up on the lift again take the transmission out put a new clutch in get it in then an electrical issue it was just one thing after another oh, but at that yeah. point i was like i'm gonna see this through I spent an ungodly amount of time on this car, but I was like, I have to, I have to get it done. I, I can't leave it as is. I'm so far into it. You just have to, oh, what yeah. do you do? And this is, I was not, I was unemployed. I was at home and I was like, I got, all I have is time right now. And this car, you know, I just have to see it because it's my lifeline. If I, if I get rid of it now, I'm going to sell it to a junkhead for a thousand bucks, maybe whatever. Right. But I just have to see it because I know there's profit at the end of it. Well, profit, whatever. You, you can't even call it profit at the end because of right. all that time I spent on it. Sure. But I was like, I know I'm going to make my, or I'm going to sell it for $6,000, $7,000 because of low mileage, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Once everything was fixed, I was just so happy. I just left the car. I was like, leave, leave my house. When it was leaving, I was just doing leaps and bounds in my garage because <laughs> I was like, you just go. I know that. Out of my house. I know that feeling. So, so in the end, you wound up making a net profit? Yeah, I ended up making profit, but I, I, I don't even know if to call it profit because of all the hours I spent. If I, if I edit all the hours, oh, so yeah. much hours were spent on the car, it just, you can't even call it profit. Oh, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't count your time, I guess is what I'm talking about. But Well, that's, that's a, a horrible story, but, it's, but you, you wound up turning it around. Good for you. Um, I, I've... Uh, I've lost money on a lot of cars, but I, I usually do a quick loss. I know I know I'm losing on it, and I'll, I'll run it through 
a public auction as is or or through the dealer auction as is or or call a junk guy and but i get in so cheap that's the thing i, I you you were already in a little deep because you paid for the, the the transport fees and stuff too but uh that's an interesting story that volvos volvos can be tricky um no doubt huh well that's i mean and and only one out of out of all those that's that's pretty awesome man You're, you've got some skills oh, oh i mean thing. i'm gonna I'm looking at that right here. Let's start in 2018. I bought a uh, uh, 2000 after the Volvo. Let's see where's Volvo right here. I'm looking at the map. Volvo, yeah, profit on that car was $1,300 maybe. Uh -huh. Then the next one was $8,000, $1,600 profit, $2,200, $3,900 for that. Uh, well, that one's not technically sold here, but I know those sold for that much. $1,800, $3,600, $4,000. Yeah. I mean, that's my profit right here. That's very, very nice. So you try to do what, maybe two a year? No, I probably four a year, maybe once every, okay. I, I buy and sell two, three months. Okay, about four a year. And uh, in, in the state of Michigan, uh, is there a limit on how many you can do? Is it is it four or five or every? every six. Six, okay. Six. Every state's six. got their own limits. Okay. And and uh, um, another thing you mentioned to me that I that word that stuck in my head is patience. That you were you were patient when you went to sell. Uh, um, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, so I beat up uh, I beat up my uh, I uh, I beat beat up the seller on the front end. You know when I buy the car, I try to negotiate as low as possible because I've read in the book that. Uh, uh, and I stuck to that model that you make your money when you buy, whether it's real estate or cars or something, you make your money when you buy. Absolutely. So I know if I can beat up the, the, the seller right at the front, you know, and then, and then work on the car and really enjoy like cleaning it out and like, making sure everything kind of works, you know, like, you know, making it perfect or as perfect as it can be. Mm -hmm. And then I set the, the, the price up really high, like 8000 or whatever. It doesn't matter what the price is, but I set it really high and I just sit there for a while. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm in, I'm in no hurry. I just sit there and maybe lower it down just a little bit, just a little bit, and just kind of gauge where the interest is as people mm -hmm. text me, hey, is the car available, blah, 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 blah. And just kind of just lower it just slightly. And, and I sit there again and lower it slightly and I sit there again until I, uh, I got somebody to. Mm -hmm. And I just sit there because I'm not in a hurry to sell. Yeah, that's that's such a that's a, such a benefit to not be not have to sell. And oh, absolutely. You make that money when you buy it. And I, I uh, this past week, uh, the episode that came out on Wednesday of Flipping Genius, I talk about I call them 10 tools that I use. And, and one of my one of my tools was is a, a website that is it has made me a lot of money because it saved me money. It's carpart.com car slash part dot com. I gave one example, a headlight off this Lincoln that I have. You could buy it for 500 bucks or you could buy it for 40 bucks at, at different junkyards. And, and I find our local junkyards will just, and I don't mean to disparage these guys, but they'll just lie to me because I'll call and say, do you got this? I'll drive over there. They don't have it. And if, and I have to stomp around the junkyard to find out they don't have it and waste half a day. Um, and I can call someplace in Wisconsin or Maine or Florida, and they'll ship it to me for 20 bucks and sell it to me for half of what I could buy it locally. Uh, so that's, that's a, a, any money you spend, any money you spend, you know, try to, try to fight, 
to keep it. I'm not really telling you, Sam. I'm telling other people to listen to us. This flipping genius thing is kind of amazing. Um, we started it beginning of 2000. We've got listeners in all 50 states in 55 countries around the world. There's people buying and selling cars, and they want to share their ideas. And the car flipping forum is something that it came up with uh, just exactly so I could meet people like you, and you could meet other people like you and share your ideas and share your your struggles and uh, and 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 tips and anything else you know that that, that helps. Um, and, and anybody who's not a member, you can join for free. Just go to uh, Facebook uh, groups and search Flipping Genius, and you'll find that group there. Uh, and it's like I said, it's free to join. I just ask you to ask a few answer a few questions so I I can gauge whether or not you're going to try to steal all of our identities. It's it's nuts what happens online these days. Um, uh, other thing that uh, that I, uh, I I talk a lot about is becoming a car dealer because that's one thing I, I get a lot of um, questions about. That is that is that anything of interest to you? Uh, yeah, there's a guy in my church. He's a he's a car dealer, and I'm actually talking to him about some kind of partnership, but in a partnership in a way that's advantageous to me, and I don't have to spend a lot of time. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 discussing that. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's a great. That's a. But great I'm on idea. such a. I'm on such a low level. I don't I don't buy and sell. Buy and sell. I'm on such a low level. Honestly, I was thinking about this. If I was to become a dealer and I was to do this full time, one thing I would always do is I would buy all my cars. I would put all brand new tires on the car. Mm-hmm. Brand new tires because my my core, people I want to sell to is people that that depend on this car. Like the, the, I want like the lower end cars. Right. The cars that will sell, but I, I want them to be as safe as possible for the single mother or whoever that really depends on this car to take them to work. Mm-hmm. So I want the tires to be perfect. I want the brakes to be perfect. I want suspension to be good. Whatever. It has some scratches and stuff. That's when it doesn't matter. But I mean, the car has to be, like you said, safe. Or what is that word you Safe and what? I say safe and sellable. Safe and sellable. I mean, that, that, that's what I would think. It, it's yeah tires are a big thing for me like you have to sell a car that's mm-hmm. yeah it's, and that's exactly what we look at um and then i i use full disclosure it was funny today i had a call from uh I, i've got this old ford escape it'll get you around town uh it it's it's got a lot of little stuff wrong with it like the the key won't come out of the ignition i mean it it'll start and i i, I we're afraid if we pull it out we'll, we'll destroy the the whole housing there um and uh it's got a crack in the windshield I've, i'm just selling i'm selling it probably it wind up less less than i paid for it was one i i shouldn't have bought and uh um oh shoot i hate it when i, I forget why i'm talking about it that's <laughs> that's a that's a that's a problem you may have in another 25 years safe and sellable yeah this one's oh i know a kid a guy called me and he said he wanted to come look at it with his mechanic. And I said, let's let's not waste your time, my time, or the mechanic's time. And we we talked a little bit about uh, uh, you know about these problems that I that I disclosed. And uh, and he was so thankful to me for being honest because he, he wouldn't he wasn't going to ask me any questions. So I I asked the questions for him. But the guy the guy I was telling you about he he it turns out he was trying to get a cheap SUV so he could carry. A bunch of people from his church down to the uh, Appalachian Trail, and he was gonna he was gonna be climbing, and they were gonna be following him in this vehicle. 
which I wouldn't really trust to drive to uh, Nashville from my house, which is about an hour away. I told him, you know, if you're driving to the grocery store and then the church and then back to your house, you'll be okay. But, and, and, and I was just so glad that I, that I, you know, full disclosure, it's the only way to go. I always, my, my dad said, always do business. So you don't have to worry who's on the next line at aisle at the grocery store. And uh, I, I, that's, that sticks in my head every time I go to the grocery, because my, my car lot is literally across the street from my house. My grocery is a half mile from me. And I see people that I sell cars to all the time at the grocery. And, you know, you go down that next aisle if you're selling junk and not lying, you know, lying to people. Uh, <laughs> you probably get punched in the face every now and then. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy that, that that's how way I've always conducted business. Um, ran to one guy there who said, I said, how's that truck doing? And he said, it blew the engine. And I said, you're kidding. He said, don't worry. He said, you told me that engine would blow if I drove like a fool. And and I had actually put a warranty on it. So he got a thousand bucks to, to go towards the replacement engine. They found one in the junkyard and put it in themselves. And they said they came out at 150 bucks a head. So, uh, oh, cool. <laughs> so that was a, that was a, that was a good story. Um, he shook my hand and uh, went on with his shopping. Um, and I, as a matter of fact, I think, I think his uh, brother bought a car from me, uh, it's it's been years ago, so I sometimes I wonder what what what's uh, real and what's in my uh, uh, my dream memory. But that's that's a whole nother story. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's an interesting thing. You mentioned something about maybe doing a dealership partnership, and that's something that I've talked about with with other people. And it, it's another good thing to put out there on the car flipping forum and see what other people have done similar to that. Um, cause it, it, there's, there are, um, things you can do. Of course, then you have to look at your state regulations because every state is different, um, significantly different, but, uh, um, man, Sam, I, I really appreciate the, the, the information you've shared with us. I think everybody's going to love hearing what you had to say. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? Hey, flippers, before we hear Sam's answer, I promised him, I would tell you a couple important things that he'd forgotten to mention during our conversation. He told me that on every vehicle, he replaces the cabin air filter, installs new wipers, and new tires. Sam does it right. Hey, if you want to talk to Sam Moore and other flippers like him, be sure to join the Car Flipping Forum. Just search Flipping Genius under Facebook groups, and you'll find our forum as well as all of our sales groups. Go to the website, FlippingGenius.com. That's F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. You'll see the links to the car flipping forum. You can also become a team member, which will help support the cause and keep Flipping Genius running. And click on the resources page there to find ways to save money and to make more money. Let's go back. Hey, Sam, anything else you want to add? Yeah, it's, uh, I remember years ago I went uh, to visit my dad's friend over in North Carolina, and uh, uh, years ago I went to visit my dad in North Carolina, uh, my dad's friend in North Carolina, and he was at a car auction buying cars, buying and selling. He was a dealer, and like he was eating popcorn. I mean, that stuck out to me. He's eating popcorn and just buying this, this car, that car, and thousands are flying through his hands. And I'm like thinking, like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But like now nowadays, I, I kind of get that. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's for me i you know when i buy a car i just want not not get as don't get hyped up on the car you want you want buy the car they want mm-hmm. and by they i created my head and the core audience that i'm going to sell to 
mm-hmm. and I buy that kind of a car. So in my head right now, the car I'm going to sell is, is for a first-time driver and uh, first-time driver and uh, yeah, first-time and they just want a car to drive and not give them any problems. So that's the car I buy and, mm-hmm. you know, and it works. And uh, That's yeah. great advice. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And I, I had the good fortune of basically not really even caring about cars. Uh, uh, it, now my problem is I like Cadillacs and Lincolns because for some something stored in my brain when I grew up and Cadillacs, the ones that I are in my price range are just like, well, my mechanic made me swear it off. So I'm not allowed to buy Cadillacs anymore. So that, that, that took care of that problem, but yeah, buy, buy what they want, not what you want. That's, that is a great, great, uh, tip. Hey, um, I, I think, I think we, Put together a pretty good uh, program. I'm 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 excited about sharing this with everybody. And uh, like I say every time, hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. Mm-hmm.